Hi everyone, and welcome to the Connext Podcast. My name is Lacey Trayball, and today I'm really excited to bring to you an interview that I did with Fernando Crespo. Now, Fernando is one of the product architects at RTI. He's responsible for our main product, which is Connext DDS. Recently, we launched our 5.3 version of the Connext DDS product. Now, today we're going to be talking with Fernando about the technical details behind this launch. So we'll be learning how it is that you can leverage the new features that are in 5.3 in connecting your pieces of your IIoT system. We hope you enjoy. So first, can you talk a little bit about what you do here at RTI? Yeah, so um, I am a product architect at RTI. So I'm just responsible for Connects DDS. That is our middleware product. Uh, we have a whole tools ecosystem around that, and we have a micro version, so I'm responsible for the Connect CDS product suite. So I just uh, work with my team on, on new features and uh, new developments, everything that goes into that product. Great. Okay, for people who don't know who might be listening to this, what's middleware? So middleware is just a layer. I mean, traditionally, kind of, few years ago, I think people used to send data on the network um, just at the application level. So they used to open a socket and just send data I mean, f- from one point to the other. So a middleware is kind of a layer that is, uh, sits between your application okay, and the raw sockets, for instance, that is going to pretty much is going to allow the application just focusing on business logic versus on the communication aspect. And uh, pretty much it provides all the capabilities that before traditionally people built on top at the application level. So what's an example of what it means to be able to sit there and focus on anything other than the logic? So it's one capability that the middleware provide, like for instance, filtering on data. So you may want, you may be interested only in a subset of the data. So that's something that you have that logic you have to build on top of the application before. So you're sending a lot of data, but you may have interest only on a subset. So that's what the middleware is going so to So in this way, you. it's kind of giving you a point to confine that complexity yeah. of all these things into one area instead of having that logic floating around your application. Yeah. So there are other capabilities that the middleware provide, like for instance, uh, reliable delivery. That uh, I mean, there are some transport protocol uh, out there like TCP that provide that, but I mean, if, especially if you use UDP as a transport, so a middleware is going to allow you to uh, pretty much implement that reliability layer in which uh, the middleware is going to guarantee that a piece of data that you send from point A to point B just made it to point B. I mean, all that logic doesn't need to be done at the application level. And we call that quality of services in the DDS space. So what is DDS? Well, DDS is just an API and a protocol standard for data-centric connectivity. So it's just pretty much implements a middleware. I mean, you can implement a middleware that is going to connect components uh, together, okay, of a given system. And one of the nice things of DDS is that it is a standard that is built to provide low latency, to provide reliable delivery, to provide and to allow you to build kind of uh, fault tolerance systems. And it's kind of widely used. It's kind of one of the core protocols in the industrial Internet of Things. Okay. Explain what DDS is like I'm a five-year-old. Can I say a standard? No. No. I don't know what a standard is. DDS is a technology that allows you to move a piece of data, something, okay, from point A to point B, okay, and it just gives you the assurance or the guarantees that you expect from that data. Like, for instance, if you want that piece of data just to get to point B, 
okay, and you expect it to be in point B. So DDS is going to allow you to do that versus the data is lost or something can happen. All right, so on to the 5.3 stuff from Nahir. Yeah. So RTI is continuously innovating to deliver more value to customers. Okay. In the latest release, we are promoting three benefits in particular. And the first one is IP mobility, ensuring accessibility to data on a network where a device's internet location may change. Second one is topic query. So that's enabling applications to filter through historical data and to do anything, right? To filter to find something they want based on a topic. Correct. Like I want to know everyone on this floor who might have a fever in a hospital. I can query based on that attribute, right, of the data. Yeah. If you're kind of familiar with DDS or with PubSub assistance, so, so when you create a subscriber or a data reader, so you're just subscribing to the live string of data, okay, in general. Right. So with that, with topic query, topic what topic queries are going to allow you is just to access the historical data that lives in the in the global data space that lives in the cloud or or in the network. I like to uh, compare topic queries to select a statement, for instance, in a relational database. They are not much different than that. So instead instead of querying uh, a relational database, you're just querying. The global data space. The global space. data space, the global DDS data space. So your data that is distributed across. Uh, and that can also include across other relational databases, as well as on devices that are hooked up to it that can write. Yeah, so that can I include. Mean, it can so include anything. That can include everything. So it can include information that is stored in different systems. So everything that can plug to the DDS bus, so it can be queried. And so then the third thing, the third benefit of 5.3 that we're promoting is DDS security. Right, so, so DDS security works with topic queries and IP mobilities, and IP mobility. What does that so, mean? So that means that a topic query is a select statement, right? It's just think of a topic query as a select statement, okay, on some data that is distributed right. on the network, right? So um, when you issue that topic query, when you issue that select statement, or you send it, you send it on the network, it, you will have a chance to protect that. So you have a chance, for instance, to encrypt. Okay, so for the DDS security one, he wants to know, it says, basically, there are security capabilities for using both topic query and IP mobility, correct? Right, so they both can be secure. I mean, so, so that means DDS, our DDS security implementation, the ones that we are building in Connect DDS, is friendly, okay, or Plays works, nicely works with, with topic, squ- right. topic queries and, and IP mobility. Okay. So with topic queries, just by protecting oh. the query, yeah. but also by protecting the response, the data that is coming back. And when I say protecting, it could be, for instance, encrypting or it could be signing. Right. And yeah. then for the um, IP mobility, it's like re-authentication after relocation. Correct, by allowing you right. just to change your IP addresses and, and just uh, re-authenticate is needed. Great. All right, so the questions. What is IP mobility? IP mobility is, is the capability that is going to allow your DDS application to change its IP address. Like for instance, so you could have your um, mobile device, okay, in a room, okay, but you could decide just to move to a different room. So that could trigger a change in IP address, okay? And that is kind of happening automatically under the hood. So before our next release, 5.3, it was not possible to work on these kind of scenarios. So what would happen without IP mobility? So pretty much you lose connectivity and you have to restart uh, the application. So um, some people just have like a system on top of that. So they just resolve the problem uh, before just at the application level. 
okay, just by turning down and just restarting the application, basically. So now with IP Mobility, this is all going to be transparent to the application. The application doesn't need to worry about anything like that, okay? So you just can move. I mean, you can just connect to different Wi-Fi spots. I mean, and you're going to continue working. Um, you're going to continue getting your data. So what types of customer use cases would demand IP mobility? Where would they benefit from that? So one of the use cases, for instance, uh, is kind of uh, the typical DHCP use case in which you get assigned an IP address, but that IP address expires, so you're going to get a new one. It's a little bit technical. But. Uh, there are other use cases in which you cannot start your DDS application with network connectivity. Okay, so you just start your DDS application in a box that doesn't have network connectivity and you get network connectivity after that. So you will be able to start communicating with other nodes and other applications um, uh, transparently and automatically uh, without doing any work. Um, uh, there, are, there is other use case that is, I mentioned before, is the typical use case in which you have a mobile devices. Now, nowadays, I mean, you can run DDS in mobile devices. We support iOS. Micro. We support Android. Both in, in well, connects DDS uh, and also micro. Um, so you can have your mobile device and you may be connected to a Wi-Fi spot, but you can move to a different one. So you can walk uh, uh, to a different room uh, and you're going to lose your old IP address. You're going to get a new one. So you want to continue working uh, on those cases and transparently. So this is kind of what IP mobility is going to provide you, that kind of capability. How do you use IP mobility? But the nice thing of IP mobility is that you don't have to think about that because it's completely transparent. So I got that question before. Um, this is not the first time that I get that question. So that is, how do I configure IP mobility? Although there are some configuration parameters, okay, and that we can discuss if needed. Uh, so IP mobility works out of the box. So, so you don't have to do anything. So if you have like a legacy system using an older Connect CDS version and you move to a new one, 5.3, so you, you will just get IP mobility without kind of code changes or, or configuration changes or so on. So it just works. So you don't need to recompile your old? No, you don't need to recompile. You don't even need to change a configuration file. Uh, so you just get IP mobility for free. <laughs> OK. What's topic query? Just a, a simple definition. Topic query is to DDS what that select is to a database. <laughs> so that's the simple definition that I can give. Um, so it just allows you to uh, access um, all the data, whether it's uh, that is stored in the DDS cloud. And I just call it historical data because it's data that it was put in there uh, before, uh, not necessarily uh, live data. So with topic queries, so you can query and uh, all that data, you just can provide a filter expression and a filter expression could be, for instance, I mean, if you are in a healthcare application, okay, so you, you may want to know, I mean, what was the temperature of a patient over the last 24 hours, right? So you can do that with a topic query. So you can, you can just um, pull that data. That. Yeah, then... you just can pull that data um, uh, from the different components, okay, that store that information. How does topic query differ from persistent service or a DDS application that's using database integration service? So topic query is just the capability that allows you to query historical data. 
okay. in the data space. The whole data space. And persistent service is the capability that is going to allow you, okay, to keep data around, okay, even if the original producer of the data is not in the system anymore. Okay, and you keep that data, you can keep that data in memory. It's, it's usually kept in a separate process, that is the persistent service process, and you can keep it in memory or you can keep it in disk. So you keep that data for late joiners right. uh, applications, so for applications that may join the system. And uh, need to on. know about things that have already happened before they joined in order to operate properly. Correct, for instance. Right. So that's what persistent service is going to give you, is, is, is that kind of capability. Now, you can combine topic queries with persistent service, right? So it makes sense to query the persistent service cache. And you can do that uh, uh, with a topic query, for instance, although we do not support it yet, but we're going to support it pretty soon. Um, so anyway, so it makes sense to do that. And, and with respect to database integration service, uh, well, database integration service is just a way to store DDS data, okay, into a relational database. So it just gives you a way to use a different API to access the data that is on the global data space. So, so you can use DDS, okay, that is our traditional API, but you can also use SQL, okay. So that's what database integration service is going to give you. And the nice thing of database integration service is that it is bidirectional. Um, so you will be able to store DDS data into a database and just to uh, run SQL statements and, and just query that data, do data mining on that. So you but, gain some of the benefits of having the DDS system, but you don't have to change the way you interact with the data. Correct. You can still interact with the data using SQL. Yeah. I mean, this is what you understand or what you, what you used to do. Right. Um, and vice versa is, is also the case. Uh, we also support um, the opposite uh, communication uh, pattern. So it's essentially you just use SQL, for instance, to update a row in a table. And that row update is going to be propagated. It could be replicated to a different node using DDS. So, so it works in both directions. So that is what database integration service does. Um, so, so topic query, it doesn't work with database integration service. It doesn't make sense on that, on that sense. So it's essentially you cannot, so you already have the, um, the query language that is SQL right. uh, when it comes to database integration service. So, so topic query is the query language uh, for DDS. For connects DDS. For DDS, yeah. All right. So moving on. So I'm a customer. I have a use case. How do I choose between topic query, persistent service, and database integration service? So I'm guessing that the answer is if you want to use SQL and that's your happy place with your relational database, you are going to go database integration service. If you need to query things and you don't want to be tied to SQL or you don't like SQL and you don't need to use it, but you want to use DDS API, then you would go with topic query and you would use 5.3. Yep. And if all you need is the persistence aspect of data, but you don't need the ability necessarily to have it constantly be queried across your entire data space, when would you use persistent service and not use topic query? They both are orthogonal, so yeah. they, they work together, right? So, so you can use, when you, a persistent service is going to give you the capability of keeping data around, okay? Even right. if the original producer of crashes. the data crashes, for instance, it's not right. in the system. Okay, so, so it's just going to allow you to do that, okay? And that data is going to be around for applications that may join the system. Later. So how would you query that if you didn't have topic query? Could you? 
So if you don't have topic query, what you do is you subscribe to the data the first time and you can provide a filter expression and you're going to mm -hmm. get everything that matches that filter expression. But what you cannot do is to go back and say, well, I'm really interested on this, on this piece of data, okay? But now I want this other, okay? So in order to do that, doing that, I mean, in the old, without using topic query requires you to create new subscribers right? Uh, to the data, okay? Um, so that's kind of what topic so query... So you can't just navigate the data space and, and search it. You had to spin up instances to handle all those correct. queries. Correct, so correct, because, uh, exactly, because what you subscribe to, I mean, when you create a regular subscriber or data reader, I mean, that is how we call them uh, with DDS, um, so you just subscribe to a subset of the data, okay? And you subscribe to the live feed of the data, right? So, so you're going to get everything, okay, all and new that satisfy, satisfy that expression. But you cannot change your mind now and say, well, I want something else. <laughs> well, you can change it, but you have to create a separate, a separate subscriber that is more heavy. I mean, right. it's, it's more heavy lifting on the application side, right? I mean, one typical use case for topic queries, okay, that uh, some of our customers have is kind of uh, configuration data. So usually people store configuration data, many of our customers store configuration data in a persistent service, okay? So they just start a producer, okay? That changes a configuration parameter, okay? Could be like the configuration of a medical uh, device, for instance. Uh, so it changes that configuration, that new configuration is stored in a persistent service and now you can access to it just by using a topic query. So you can say, well, what is the configuration for this medical device? Or what is the configuration for this other? And you can do kind of uh, uh, these kind of things uh, with topic queries, combining them with uh, persistent service. Uh, the topic query thing is that it behaves pretty well with routing service. So it propagates through routing oh. service instances. So which is really good because it just help. I mean, it makes those queries really scalable on that sense. So, so really quick for people who don't know what's routing service. Routing service is just a component that allows you to build highly scalable systems. So usually DDS, Connect CDS, is a peer-to-peer -peer middleware, right? So that means you get the nice things of being peer-to-peer -peer in the sense that you don't need to a server in the middle, okay? So you just, no thought, you just discover every, everybody, no single point of failure, but it's really expensive. I mean, as your system grows, okay, it's really expensive to scale it. Uh, with a peer peer to peer. The n squared integration problem. Right, especially if you have uh, PAPS apps, uh, communication patterns, uh, like that is what kind of the main communication pattern that DDS provide. So now with routing service, so you can isolate kind of DDS subsystems and you can make them more scalable. So usually routing service is using a hierarchical architecture. So, so you can isolate communication in different DDS subsystems. They don't need to talk to each other. Um, or they don't need to share all the information among each other, so they just share the information that they are interested in. So, so routing service is kind of the component that is going to allow you to do that. It's, it's kind of the component in the middle. That's many things. It also does the, the whole transfer. I mean, routing service is also kind of a process that allows you to integrate systems, okay, that do not necessarily talk DDS, right? So that's the use case I'm used to associating routing service with. The one, the one that we see nowadays, like for instance, the one that that G has is the is kind of the scalability use case. So, so you just use routing service to isolate DDS subsystems, okay, and just to scale that way. Um, but then there is the kind of 
the integration aspect of routing. So if there are mu multiple use cases, the integration aspect is the one that is going to tell you to bring non-DDS data into the DDS cloud, right? And vice versa. And you do that with routing service adapters. And uh, traditionally also routing service was used as a security checkpoint for DDS systems. So now that we have secure DDS, I mean, there are other ways to do it. Um, and also routing services used kind of uh, as a component to, um, in combination with TCP or, or our wide area network transport to access the wide area network, to exchange DDS data on a wide area network, for instance, the internet with uppercase I. <laughs> so it is used to uh, to do that as well. Routing service, I know it has a lot of, it's kind of like DDS, right? It has a lot of capabilities yeah. in it. Like it's just, you know, it's like a multi-tool, like, but that's not a sufficient definition. And I feel like the list that's on the website, while I understand because I know the product and I've right. seen it used, what, where each one of those little things would apply, yeah. it, the list, just looking at the list is a little... Right. Like, oh my God, does it also like butter my toast? <laughs> right. <laughs> Gives you back rubs. <laughs> okay. How do I use Topic Query? Uh, so it's a new API that is called Create Topic Query. Okay. So you need a data reader, okay, in order to create a Topic Query. And you create Topic Queries for a data reader. And every time you invoke Create Topic Query, you're just kind of creating that select statement on the global uh, data space and you get the data so when you create a topic query you also provide a filter expression you can think of that as the where part of an sql uh, select a statement and um, yeah that's it there is no much to do now when you create a topic query you just receive the data on the same data reader for which you created the topic query so so you just use the same apis i mean to read and access that data you will use for live data now let's talk about DDS and security. DDS security is kind of the... The OMG specification. The OMG specification just to secure uh, DDS data on the global data space. So you have like the DDS security spec and that's an extension of the DDS standard. Correct. Which that's is written by OMG and we've been contributing right. to since. Um, and through our Connext DDS secure product, we implement plugins and a security solution. Right, so the DDS security spec defines two things, okay? It defines the security model and it defines a plugable API. And by the security model, I mean, well, it defines the concept that, for instance, a data reader can be uh, allowed, for instance, what is the access control to DDS topics. So that's kind of part of the security model. So it can be allowed to access certain topics, certain data, but not other, right? Or a data writer can be allowed in a domain, can be allowed to publish data on a topic or not, okay? okay. So this kind of thing, so that's kind of the security model. And then it also defines a plowable interface. So like for instance, if you want to do authentication, so there are many ways to do authentication. So, so the DDS security specify a default a plugin implementation that we support in our secure product, but the user could choose to use uh, something different and there is a whole plowable interface for that. Same for access control, for instance, or same for for instance, data encryption or data signing. So all these kind of things are things that you can do differently than what the default uh, plugin. So you can customize your security solution to your needs. Yeah, you can customize your security solution. Um, okay. So that's kind of what the Plowable API allows you to do. All right. So why would I choose DDS security over TLS or DTLS? Elaborate on the fine-grained security and the ability to make performance trade-offs. 
So what we are talking about when we mention TLS or DTLS is, is about securing the pipe or the transport, okay? So DDS security provides you finer uh, control than TLS or DTLS transports, okay? So also DDS security is kind of standard, okay? So TLS and DTLS transport are just um, components, I mean, provided by RTI, but they are not kind of standardized. So when I say that it provides you finer control is that with TLS and DTLS, so you can protect the information that goes on the wire, okay, between two DDS applications, but you kind of, for instance, give different permissions to one application or another, so you just get all or nothing. So you just secure the pipe. With DDS security, so you just can, uh, you have uh, finer control. So you can, for instance, give to an application permissions to add uh, to publish data on a DDS domain, but not on all the topics, for instance, just on a subset of the topics, and vice versa. Also, so you can also give an application just permissions to read certain topics, but not others. So it just secured your data at the topic level versus securing your data at the transport level. So there are also performance implications. Um, so TLS and DTLS, uh, so those two solutions do not support, for instance, multicast. So one of the kind of nice features of uh, Connect DDS is that it supports uh, multicast communication. So you can pretty much scale, I mean, your one-to-end communications, especially with pubs up, because, I mean, we can use multicast under the hood, okay? With our implementation of DDS security, with uh, Connect DDS, and DDS security, so you can still use multicast and secure your, your data. So you couldn't do that with TLS and DTLS. So that's kind of from a performance point of view, so that will give you much more scalability, especially in uh, use cases where you have like a large fan out and you want to, there are a lot of subscribers for the data that you make available on the network. So then there is the aspect of plugability, so you cannot plug things into the TLS or DTLS transport. So you can plug, for instance, your own encryption or your own signing algorithms with uh, DDS security. And with um, TLS and DTLS, you just use what the transport has to offer. That is, um, and we use OpenSSL as the underlying security library. So we talked about Connect CDS Secure, and we've talked about IP mobility and topic query. So it, how does the security fit into the previous you know, discussions and everything we've had about IP mobility and topic query. Like, can we securely use IP mobility and topic query? Yeah, it works with both of them. In the case of topic query, so, so you can use um, secure DDS just to protect the request, okay, for a query and also the response, okay? Like you will protect regular live data that you subscribe to with data readers. So there is nothing special about that and in the case of topic queries so we are going to make pretty much will be robust to IP address changes um, so you will be able to change your IP address and so it's not that we authenticate I mean we mentioned that before but it's not that we are re-authenticating when we use IP mobility it's like uh, we are kind of signing the data okay so when there is an IP address chain and you have to announce that to the other side so we're just kind of signing that data to make sure that nobody else Insert something be else. an intruder and just put there whatever they want, just change the IP address to, for instance, a different machine that, that you shouldn't be talking to and this stuff. But um, the other thing that I can tell you is that the way we secure IP mobility is, is not part of the standard right now. It's something that we are kind of incorporating on the standard. All right. 
Thanks for listening to episode 12 of the Connects podcast. We hope you liked it. If you have any questions about what you heard in today's episode, please reach out to us at podcast at rti.com or head on over to social media. Thanks so much and have a great day.